What's up, OG55 fans? This is Jay Shear with the Story Geeks, and today I am breaking down episode two of the Adventures of Young Indiana Jones. I'm trying to watch as much Indiana Jones content as I can before Dial of Destiny comes out. That means I got to watch all these Young Indiana Jones adventures, or as they were formerly known, the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. For some reason, they've changed the name to put them on Disney+. Plus. But we are going to go through this. If you are watching on YouTube, I am going to show some of um, the episode in video. Uh, but if you're not, if you are uh, just listening, I will try to describe everything as well so that you can easily get a feel for what is going on um, in this show. And it's a, it's a really wild show. We're going to get into a lot of crazy things. I'm going to try to break these up a little differently. Um, a special shout out to Captain John D. <clears throat> He mentioned to me last time, Disney has the Disney has, I believe, reordered and combined some of the episodes into longer, like one episodes. But originally, when they aired, according to Captain John D, and I believe him, he knows a lot of stuff. Um, when they originally aired, they were hour long with ads, so that's about forty two to forty five minutes. So. <clears throat> Disney took those those 45 minute episodes, combined them into one episode, and now we have this one really, really long episode. So the actual title of this whole uh, episode, I'm going to do them the way that they were originally displayed on TV. So there's going to be a little bit shorter shows than the first show that I did. The, I'm going to do I'm going to handle them more as they were originally shown on TV. Which means that I'm going to talk about Indiana Jones in Africa today, which is part one of episode two. Then he's going to go on. He's going to move on to another location, and I will cover that location at a separate time. Keep these videos a little bit shorter. Um, so just know that originally they probably aired in a different order, and you can kind of tell that they aired in a different order because the age of Indiana Jones, when he's young, there's a lot of variation between an 8-year-old and a 10-year-old, uh, much more variation than like a 25-year-old and a 27-year-old, and you can kind of see that happening. So you can kind of get a, get a feel for it a little bit that like, oh, these are taking places at different times. So far, I'm enjoying the series. I would recommend it to you. Um, today, we are tackling Indiana Jones in Africa. We're just going to kind of walk through it here and take a look at exactly uh, what happened in this episode. So it starts out with one of the things I really liked about this episode. And if you're watching along um, on YouTube, you can see this. Uh, is that it has some gorgeous shots of Africa throughout it. So I don't know how this was filmed. I don't know how much of this was filmed, uh, again, on location. It, it feels to me like a lot of it was filmed on location. But with television, it can be more difficult because, you know, you can use these insert shots and things where it's like, oh, man, did they kind of cheat this a little bit or not? I believe that they probably filmed these on episode. Uh, they probably filmed these on location. I'll try to look that up in one of the future episodes, so I have kind of a feel for that. But my whole point in, in talking about this is, you know, even in this shot that I've got here up on YouTube, I'll describe it to those listening. It's a shot of giraffes, and in the background, there's a train going through a savanna. So it's this like broad savanna with these giraffes in the foreground, some other creatures here in the background, and then there's this train headed through, um, uh, you, like kind of in the middle, uh, not so not on the far horizon, but on a closer horizon. So it's just gorgeous. I mean, when they were producing this, they definitely wanted to make the locations relevant to the story. The setting is relevant to the story here. 
and uh, and that is that is very very cool. By the way, if you are listening, you will be listening to the audio version only on How Stories Work with Jay Shear, the podcast channel. And then if you're watching the video, that'll all be all the videos will be on the Orange Grove Fifty Five YouTube channel, and it'll be a Story Geeks episodes um, for those that you can go check out there. So just want to get that cleared up. So Indy in Africa. So you know, if you go back to the first episode, I explained this a little bit. Henry Jones Sr. and his wife and his son and their nanny. I don't know if they call her something else besides a nanny, but basically she's functioning as a nanny because she's teaching Indiana Jones all the things he needs to know. They are on a world tour. Essentially, Henry Jones Sr., which we know uh, from the movies as the Sean Connery character. Uh, He's played by a younger actor here. They are going around to all these various locations um, and he's giving lectures like they used to do back in the day. And Indy is tagging along. Uh, a lot of times um, Henry will be doing something during the day or his parents will be doing something. And so he's with his nanny and adventure happens. <laughs> it's classic, classic Indiana Jones, I guess. This episode, so this takes place again in uh, Africa. And what I thought was really crazy about this episode I'm going to skip forward here to a couple of different places is that Indy is essentially with um, a group of people who are big game hunting. Now, big game hunting is a controversial topic uh, in the modern day um, because we obviously have much more concerns about the overhunting of different areas um from what i understand i don't have a i don't have a strong belief on this topic big hunt big game hunting makes me um it concerns me as a sport uh i don't see why that should be sport but at the same time i do know that there are certain locations where um they have to control populations of animals uh, so as long as the animals are, you know, uh, is under population control, this is overseen by the locals who are not trying to get money, but are more trying to be conservationists. Uh, I think that that there's an argument to be made there. What's really fascinating about this episode, and now I'm now that I'm kind of I'm you know two three episodes in, and this video is on the second episode, I can kind of see what they're doing with Indiana Jones this series. What they're attempting to do is they're trying to showcase what the world was like to a certain degree. It's very much still an adventure show, but what the world was like when Indy would have been a kid. So this is the early 1900s. And in that time frame, um, we're going to see people who were around the, in that era. And Indy's going to interact with a lot of famous people. Um, one of the things you would not necessarily have thought if you were watching the Indiana Jones films is that Indiana Jones life had been influenced by so many famous people. But here we are. Another famous person has entered the chat <laughs> in this case, and that is Teddy Roosevelt. So Teddy Roosevelt, and you can see him here. He's this character right here. If you're watching, he's at the end of the table. I mean, the guy that plays Teddy Roosevelt looks a lot like Teddy Roosevelt. We are going to get into that a little bit. Um, he looks a lot like Teddy Roosevelt in terms of the pictures that we've seen of Teddy Roosevelt. He he uses a lot of phrases that we know that uh, Teddy Roosevelt was sort of famous for, or at least what he was kind of famous around. Um, he says bully for you at one point in time, which is an old school way of saying like, that's really cool for you. Um, I believe. Uh, and it's a pretty interesting cast of characters that Indy finds himself with. Now, just like we saw in episode one, there is in the early 1900s 
all through the 1700s, really throughout the 1700s, even a little bit earlier, you had um, the reign of the British Empire was very widespread. And, you know, Indy's nanny is from the UK. His his dad is from the UK. His dad's um, from Scotland, I believe. Uh, a lot of this stuff I'm just doing from memory. So I had to look it up to be precise. But I'm almost positive that his dad is supposed to be Scottish. His mom is American. Um, he's very American seeming. But uh, because of this colonial type of this is, you know, if you as you get into the early 1900s, now you're going to start to see, you know, World War One, and then eventually World War Two. All of this is industrialized nations. So America was not a superpower at this point in history. Um, we had not, we were not a superpower. That's just kind of part of par for the course. So you see the waning, the waning British Empire, and but the the British Empire was so colonial that it had a reach into a lot of different countries. And so when Indy travels to these countries, a lot of times they're staying with ambassadors, whether it be American ambassadors or um, British ambassadors. But also you're seeing the British influence in that particular area. In this case, this is more of an American, Teddy Roosevelt, obviously famous American. And Teddy Roosevelt um, has a crew of people around him that feel like very colonial people meaning they do not feel like locals at all. They feel like they showed up to do some travel and some exploration, and in his case, big game hunting. And Indy finds himself along for the ride, essentially, into what they're, into what they're doing. And so Indy becomes friends with Teddy Roosevelt. Now, if you had told me that Indy was friends with Teddy Roosevelt, I don't think I would have known that. Um, and I don't, again, I watched these, I watched some of these at one point in my life, but when these came out, I was pretty young. And so I didn't watch a lot of them and uh, I'm kind of catching up. So some of th some things I will, I'll remember, but most of the stuff is pretty new for me, which is, which is kind of fun. So you're getting my reaction to this as well. So here's Indy and, and what's going to happen in this episode. Every episode is consistent with uh, Miss Seymour, which is his nanny kind of just teaching him about how the world works. And so in this case, they're in Africa. She's teaching him, she's teaching him his normal lessons and there's this concept that Teddy Roosevelt really wants to hunt down a specific type of animal. There's a specific type of animal that Teddy, it's, it's, it looks it's a gazelle, gazelle like creature. And he really wants to hunt this one kind of character or this one kind of animal. And India is like, okay, well, I want to help Teddy Roosevelt. That would be like really, really cool. One of the things that, precocious little Indy wants to do a lot of the time is have a conversation be gain influence with the people that he's around and so in this case he goes okay cool well, I'm gonna help Teddy Roosevelt <laughs> I'm gonna help Teddy Roosevelt find this animal that he wants to hunt so the episode basically follows that now now, what's really fascinating about this episode, and George Lucas is pulling no punches here, um, and we're going to get into that as we get into various functions of these stories. It is a serialized story backfilling some of Indy's history to explain how Indiana Jones became who he is, and yet George Lucas is pulling no punches as to the sophistication of what he's trying to present to audiences. I've been pretty surprised. There's some things in these shows that I go like, oh, I thought this was kind of like a kid's show. Not at all. When you actually watch the the full show, you know, this show has some intense subject matter. 
the thing that they're trying to balance in this in this episode is they are they are essentially i think that this episode is indie learning about what it means to be a con- um uh uh what's the word i'm looking for conservationist indie indie trying to learn to be a conservationist but also wanting to please those around him who are like the colonial people. There's a, there's a very, um, one of the things that comes up in Indiana Jones discussions is the idea that Indiana Jones is stealing artifacts from native populations to put them in museums in the United States. And that has become a point of tension for a lot of people because they feel like that is a negative behavior. One of the things I think that George Lucas is doing by filling in these gaps is he's, a showcasing largely caricatures of people at the time but also some very nuanced beliefs of the people at the time as well which i find really fascinating that he's doing that you i i I would not have told you in the past that george lucas was highly concerned with showing accurate portrayals of things he was more concerned with telling entertaining stories i still think that's the case here don't get me wrong but he you know when he shows teddy roosevelt it is a caricature of teddy roosevelt but it is not, uh, you know, he's not pulling any punches. He's not saying Teddy Roosevelt wasn't ga- big game hunting because he would never do a thing like that. No, he would do a thing like that. And and this is what he's doing in this episode. And so he's having Indiana Jones react to whatever the stimuli in the environment is and trying to showcase a little bit about how the world was, but kind of a caricature of the world. And then Indy is kind of like us in that scenario going like, well, how would we want to interpret this scenario? So I find it really fascinating. I I find it really fascinating. And I find the serialization of it really, really interesting. It is a little bit of a slow show. This is, you know, early nineties TV, which was not the same kind of pacing that we have on TV today, largely on TV today. I mean, every single scene is like, just so much conflict in it and so much intensity in it this show has lots of little beats of like just even now i'm showing on the screen a picture of this kid that indy a local kid a local african kid who indy befriends by the way i don't know exactly where they're at in africa but it's definitely it's definitely one of those places that you would say like we're going to go on safari to one of the you know like so it's one of those areas of sub-saharan africa um and indiana jones is here with with this native kid and the native kid is essentially teaching Indiana Jones how to go find this creature that uh, this animal that Teddy Roosevelt wants to hunt. And what's really cool. I think about every episode is they do a really good job of letting Indiana Jones build a friendship with somebody else um, who is local so that they can be kind of a guide for him. And what that does is it pits several viewpoints against one another. It ha- you have the viewpoint of Henry Jones Sr., who is very etiquette conscious. We in the first episode we didn't see the Henry Jones Sr. that we, you know, that you would imagine is a Sean Connery character who's kind of can be a very abrasive, who can be very unemotionally available. We haven't we didn't see that character in the first episode all that much. We see it a little bit more here in the third episode, or sorry, the second episode, and then some more in the third episode too. Um, <clears throat> so in this context, Henry is he wants to live. It's, it's very uh, when I use Henry, I'm gonna Henry's gonna be the dad. So Henry Jones Senior, it he 
wants to be in high society. He has a high society. He's educated. He's educating other people. And as he does that, his perspective is kind of like, we just do whatever they tell us to do when we're here. There's not a lot of um, American bravado, <clears throat> excuse me, that you might want that you might see in some other American, very American characters where it's like, oh, we don't care what you think. We're going to do whatever we want to do. That would be more of an Indiana Jones kind of feel for, for life. Um, now, I do think that there are some ways that Indiana Jones is actually influenced by his father. We'll talk about that later. But, um, but here, so you've got that, that kind of perspective. Indiana Jones' mom, to a large extent, is kind of along for the ride. She is a bigger, I believe she's a bigger part of other episodes. I've seen one, one other episode where she plays a major role, and it's a very interesting role. We'll get to that eventually. Um, his nanny is also very high society. This is just the way things work, but also understands how India is seeing the world, and so tries to guide him in some very specific areas. And that leaves Indy up to find his own right way in the world. And in this case, the initial thought from Indiana Jones is, I want to please Teddy Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt's a big American figure. hes I don't know if he's been president yet, but he's going to be president of the United States. He has the Rough Riders. He's going to be a, a hero in some of the um, conflicts that occur. Um, he's a, he's an American hero because he was very much into the national parks. So we have this very, um, very early 19th century American way of thinking, which is, you know, especially in America, there's plenty of, of, of things. If you want to hunt things, there's, we're not running out of things. There's a plenty of things for us to hunt. Um, that's not something we should be concerned about. And yet, one of the things that the show does to point out here is that the creature, the animal, that Teddy Roosevelt wants to track down is rare. And so now there's a conflict that maybe Teddy Roosevelt isn't thinking about as much because despite the fact that some would call Teddy Roosevelt a conservationist because we have national parks because of him, um, and he was, a big, he was a big advocate of being in the outdoors, he also was a big game hunter as was being showcased here. So there's this, okay, there's a 19th century kind of view on things, and then there's Indiana Jones, and how do you rectify these two things? One of the things I think is interesting that George Lucas is doing is he's not necessarily saying that the early 1900s viewpoint was inherently bad. He's saying it's inherently different than how we might view the situation today, and our perspectives have changed on these topics. And so therefore we have Indy who, who provides that other perspective for us, the viewer, because otherwise it would be maybe very uncomfortable to watch. Um, and it's really interesting. So Indy befriends this, this local kid. This local kid is, is super cool. They figure out how to talk to each other. Indy visits his village. They figure out how to, he figure out how to communicate. Um, and then there's this, there's this extended scene where Indy basically figures out from these local tribes, people, I don't know what else to call them. They'd be lo the local people. He figures out how to track these beasts that Teddy Roosevelt wants to hunt down. And then he finds them. And then he goes back. But there's this tension, right? Because when he did that, all of the people who were there to big game hunt, his family, Teddy Roosevelt, they basically thought he was lost. There's also some, th some, uh, some foreshadowing earlier in the episode that some of the, the lions in the area uh, are upset. And so the lions may be attacking people at various times. It's a very small thread of information. But so when India is lost in 
this open prairie, uh, people are really scared that Indy might get hurt or something like that. So they send the whole the whole team out for him. And what I found really interesting is that they 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 did not pull any punches with Indy. Here's Indy learning from the the locals about where these uh, animals might be. Um, Indy's talking to he, he figures out a way to communicate. This is like Indiana Jones is is phenomenal when he's in foreign environments. So he's like really good at being able to communicate with people um, and figure out a way to communicate with people. And he finds the location of of where this stuff is. And then this is the so here's the animal that they're hunting down. Again, I forget what the name of it is exactly, but oh, there's a really good shot right here of uh teddy roosevelt now for those listening teddy roosevelt looks like the pictures you've seen of teddy roosevelt he has a big a big walrus looking mustache he has a safari hat on his head he wears those high boots that go up to your knees and he also has these um, round glasses the actor they chose to play teddy roosevelt from a um from a looks perspective is right on here's another shot um, for those watching here's henry jones senior and his wife I don't know what her name is off the top of my head. I'll have to look that up eventually. But um, again, lots of really great shots of the prairie. Lots of cool shots of them, um, you know, interacting with each other. I'm going to play this for one second here so we can see. This is this is the pivotal scene because here at the end of the... the so so let, let's walk through this again. Teddy Roosevelt here for big game hunting. Indy shows up. Indy's like, I want to help Ted, Teddy Roosevelt out. Then Indy kind of learns from the locals that there's a there's a way that the environment works, and because uh, there was you know a lack of rain or too much rain or whatever it was, that shifted where the animals needed to be located. And so where Teddy's looking for this animal, it's not where he was ex- uh, he was expecting to find it anymore. And so the whole concept here is that uh, Teddy's going to big game hunt this animal. But now Indy has kind of learned that the environment is all based on other things happening. And so why are these particular animals having a harder time this year? Why are there fewer of them around? Because they had a hard, uh, because there's other animals that are reliant upon things that they are supposed to hunt. So it's the circle of life kind of idea, right? So what we see here at the end, and, and by the way, so when Indy got lost, Indy gets back to the camp. And Teddy Roosevelt, who's been kind of like an uncle, like a kind of gregarious uncle figure to him, uh, he actually goes, um, Teddy Roosevelt goes, I, you're, you know, dear, it's a big shame of you getting lost. And that's, you made us all go out and find you. He's like kind of a real jerk, to be honest with you. Um, apparently, George Lucas does, does not like <laughs> Teddy Roosevelt all that much. Um, and then that's when we see Henry Jones Sr. for the first time get after Indy as well and but this pivotal scene at the end is really interesting because as Indy has learned this conservation message very Disney-esque in some ways although I will admit if you watch this show you don't necessarily think to yourself conservation is the right way it's much grayer than that because Teddy Roosevelt does shoot um, a couple of the animals before Indiana Jones runs up and pulls the gun down and is like you can't keep shooting animals there's not that many of them and then Teddy Roosevelt says, like, oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. That's you're really good for pointing that out to me. So it's not inherently like super progressively environmentalist con- conservationist. 
But at the same time, it's also not saying, yeah, it's cool to just go shoot animals. Um, so it's a really interesting way of looking at it. I really appreciate it actually. Cause it, what it feels like is it feels like it's being relatively true to the timeline, really relatively true to the caricatures of the famous people who are involved. And yet Indy tries to find a better way throughout the course of this um, series. It does not feel like it is being politicized in any way, shape or form. Um, when we talk about when the OG crew, uh, when the Orange Grove crew talks about moderation, these episodes feel like they're more moderate in nature. So it's really, really uh, interesting stuff. So there you go. That's the episode on Africa. The next episode that we're going to get to, I got to remember where it was. Um, oh, it's uh, they're in Paris for the next episode. So stay tuned. The next episode I'll talk about is Paris. You can listen to these episodes on How Stories Work with Jay Shear, the podcast channel. But if you also want to watch along and I'll show some of the screenshots and things so we can see kind of what this looks like, you can follow on the Orange Grove YouTube channel. By the way, I'm still trying to raise support for the film that we are filming this year. No vacancy. So if you want more, um, if you're able to donate to that project and help us uh, move forward with making that film, I'll leave a link in the uh, description down below or in the show notes. And hopefully you can um, find a few extra dollars to throw our way so we can get We have a lot of the money already set aside, but um, I want to do a couple other things in preparation. I want to do a round table that I'm going to put here on YouTube. I want to do, um, I want to make sure that we can lock in a couple of really solid locations that we really want to film at. So if you, feel like you can support that then we would love to um, have you support that special thanks to marty and to captain john d for supporting that already love you guys appreciate that a bunch so i'm gonna keep watching indiana jones content hopefully you'll watch along with me i'm gonna watch uh episode two part two and do a video on that next thanks for watching we'll see you later bye